had it been away Haven't changed, had much to say But man, I still bring them cats Welcome to another edition of In the Doghouse This is Houston Noah here mm-hmm. From the luxurious Smith Studios this time Yeah, we had to switch it up Yep, that's right We've been away a long time yeah, I've missed you. I missed you too. Summers are busy. <laughs> Noah's been on vacation, but we're back. There's a lot that's occurred. It has. Uh, we got a lot of baseball talk. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to talk about the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the regional, mm-hmm. and uh, even some basketball talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're continuing to fall apart. <laughs> this is one of these shows that we literally haven't discussed what we're talking about. Written anything down. So if you're looking for some actual insight some, here, some raw, <laughs> you're getting raw motion yeah. right now. This is this is what this is what she lived for. It's the best, like best content. I would say this is like the Jordan flu game because we're not we all the way there. We literally say that every time. <laughs> By the way, Jordan, uh, I did some research on this. I did. I kind of got bored one night and did did a lot of like NBA. Research about like Jordan and LeBron. And if you don't show, shut up, I'm gonna throw this chicken wing at your fat butt. Yeah, that was funny. That was so funny. <laughs> but uh, Jordan, the flu game, the air quotes. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the air quotes right now. The flu game. He was actually hungover. Really? They spotted him at like a casino that night, like two hours away from the arena, at like three o'clock in the morning. And was this before or after he got his dad killed? This was. When did his dad get killed? I think it was. No, it was I after. Guess this was at, This was before. Wasn't it? Didn't he quit baseball? I mean, he played baseball because his dad died. Wasn't that after the baseball? Maybe it was. Yeah, I don't his, know. and he played baseball mm-hmm. to, uh, like, because of it, all of that was tied in. Like the reason he quit playing basketball, I think he said it was because his dad loved baseball. But it was like he quit to like repay his gambling debts. Like him, him and David Stern, like he had such a serious gambling problem that like David Stern was gonna like be forced to like suspend him. So they like worked out a deal where he was gonna like retire and uh, and like sit out a couple of years mm-hmm. to like get his stuff together. So David Stern wouldn't have to like suspend him because he was such a big deal and. Um, even, like, in one of his press conferences, his, like, retirement press conference, he was like, you know, if I feel the urge to come back and if David Stern lets me back, lets me come back, he, like, actually said those words in his press conference. And so that's a, that's a little bit of a conspiracy, <laughs> but I believe that Elvis he, is still alive. I, I really <laughs> believe that. I don't think Tupac's still alive, by the way. Hmm. But I really believe that he was hungover. I don't know about the... The David Stern suspension ordeal that kind of that kind of makes sense, but it's a little bit far fetched. But I definitely think he was hungover. I don't think he had the flu because he was fine the next game. Like he was like not sick two days later. Like when you have the flu, you're like you're down a while. He just had like a one night thing. Mm-hmm. I, res- I understand. I respect. I respect what you're doing. The research after hours. That's what we do. That's right. And then, and then here's another thing. LeBron ever had something like that? Can you imagine? Didn't he? Didn't happened? they just say that he did this? Didn't when Richard Jefferson? Didn't he come out and say the reason he played so good, bad in game? What was that four? It's because he was sick. Yeah, 
Oh, I thought that's. I thought you were saying if someone that's like Blaine. Never mind. Yeah. No, I'm I mean, saying if like you have evidence that like LeBron was out at a casino at three in the morning the night before a game, it would be an absolute hailstorm. Like it would. It would literally like people would freak out. We're so, watching hockey right now. We're all watching and, the Stanley Cup. Go Preds! And this sport is low key pretty cool. A lot of people just rag on it, and it's it's nonstop action, and there's no commercials. Like they'll play, well, they stop for I think once or twice, maybe. But anyway, we'll keep Hockey's it updated. Okay. It's one to one. They just don't score enough, man. I can't. Well, I don't like watching sport. I don't like watching soccer. And I don't really like unless there's a fight in hockey. I know what icing means now and offsides. Anyway, this we're just rambling. We'll ramble more at the end. But anyway, we need to talk. I guess first. Let's talk about the NBA Finals real quick. Dude, why? No one cares. People do care. They don't. Do it's going to be Warriors in four, and that's that's the end of it. You think the Warriors are really going to sweep them? Uh, no, they'll probably win in five. They're, it's not going to be competitive. think it's going to be a blowout? I think so, yeah. You really think I so? think Durant is going to average about 50 a game. But remember, all the, all the real you people, there's know. only one ball. You do know Durant's like five and eighteen career versus LeBron, right? Well, he's going to be nine and eighteen. Yeah, I guess. See, I just—I mean, the Warriors are definitely the better team. They should win. You're just saying this right now because you're going to look back after they get swept and be like, "I said they—they're going to win." They, I mean, obviously, like everyone thinks they're going to sweep. I mean, Kyrie just kind of such a better carried team. the Cavs the last series. I mean, that is like LeBron literally had a game where he scored thirty four points and had like eight rebounds and like six assists. I don't know, it was it game it was game four where he got in foul trouble in the first half. Like he got four fouls and everyone lost their mind. So you know, talking about like this is I don't know what's up with LeBron. He had thirty four points. He had fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Hmm. That was like and and they talk about Kyrie carrying him being they talk about Kyrie being the the closer. LeBron had 15 in the fourth quarter. Like, people are so – like like Colin Calvert said, he said our expectations for LeBron are higher than like for any, than they've been for any player. That, that's very accurate. Like, he said they're even higher than they were for Jordan. Like, we expect so much out of LeBron. He's not – he has to play nearly perfect for, for him to get credit. And I just – people continue to just – not appreciate LeBron's greatness. And I think because of LeBron's greatness, you should expect this to be a really good series. I'm hoping that it's going to be. I really feel like, uh, you know, the Cavs match up as well with the Warriors as any team, because mainly because of LeBron, because he's the best in the world. But when let me throw this stat out for you, and then we're going to move on. The Warriors – are 27 and 0. They've won 27 straight. There are four players. Yeah. I know. That's I know. incredible. But how many times have they played the Cavs in those 27 games? Not very many. Maybe one. I don't even know if they played the Cavs. I don't know. But that's incredible. The league is so bad other than those two teams. Like, it's so predictable right now, the NBA is. But baseball. Finals tomorrow. I couldn't be more excited. Baseball, 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 baseball. Baseball. We're going to start. We need to start with the SEC tournament. Such a like a uh, roller coaster experience the yeah, entire week. It was week. just an absolute. It was like when you go to those. Sh- I don't know. This is probably a bad example, but 
what are they called? Oh, are they, uh, a lot of pre- preachers say it when youth go to, like, youth camp and they come back and they talk about how it's such a mountaintop experience. Mm-hmm. 3-0 against Florida in the eighth inning was such a mountaintop experience. I was like, with teams Cole rolling. Gordon pitched the game of yeah. his life. Uh, but, but we'll get, I'm going to get back to that, but as soon as we just started, we took him out, and it just started. I was, it just went downhill. The bullpen stinks, and it was, it they was awful. Stink. But first game played Georgia, tight game, most part. Connor Pilkington was it? Yeah, it was Pilkington. Pitched, pitched well. Pitched very well. And he then, uh, yeah, he was good. He he pitched very well. Uh, next game, Arkansas. We were getting beat most of the game. Had a great Brent Rooker. I don't know if you've heard of him. He plays baseball at Mississippi State. His mother is not the coach at Baylor. I didn't know if you knew that. She's actually not. Yes. But, yeah, he's he's really good. But he had a clutch hit. Think about where this team would be if it wasn't for him. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable how he's got to have more than 50% of our RBIs. If he doesn't win the Golden Spikes... No, he's got to. The next guy is about, I don't know, the guy that was like for the other semifinals is batting like 398, which is good, or three something. What did he play for? The guy for Louisville was good. That's probably who it is. Who pitches, he's like a pitcher, Andy, and beat. Like he's going to probably be the number one pick in the draft. They just don't know if he's going to hit or pitch. He's that good. (laughs) That's a tough spot to be in when you just don't know what position you're going to be picked up first overall. That dude's legit. But. I mean, as far as, like, being the best player, like, Brent has single-handedly, like, won us five or six games this year. Yeah. Like, he, it's just, without him, I don't know if this team would be yeah. anywhere close to where they are. But um, not to say that we don't have other good players on the team. It's just he's been that good. And our pitching has been that, that not yeah. good. And we've really needed a bat like that this year to kind of balance things yeah. out. And it's still – we I think we had some pitching. Yeah, we'd if, probably be a. Just think if Zach, uh, Zach Houston would have stayed. If uh, what was the other guy? Uh, Daniel David Daniel Brown Dan, Daniel Brown. Yeah, Daniel Brown. Yeah, Zach. If we had those two, we would have swept Georgia. Yeah, and we probably wouldn't have got swept by LSU, and we definitely wouldn't have lost to Florida. Zach Houston became an elite pitcher late last year, and that's why he's rising in the Detroit Tigers to. Uh, organization. Huge hit by Brent Rooker gave us the did it tie to did it tie. I think it tied. Yeah, game, and, then, and then Cody Brown scored on. The yeah, and ball. yeah, and uh, yeah, Cody Brown was batting, walked in. It might have been Jake that walked in. I don't know. I think it was Jake. I think. Yeah. Cody Brown walked. Yeah, bases loaded. And huge win, a huge momentum. Typical Cody Brown. Yes, just clutch, just clutch. And that was a big game to get us to the game where we were playing, like the... Florida. Yeah, Florida. And... Got everything you could possibly ask for out of Cody. Like... Everything. Like, he... The main thing, I don't... This is probably some deep, deep baseball knowledge right here. But if you can just throw strikes and not walk batters and locate your off speed, you'll be successful. That's all. Like for Mississippi State, that's what the bullpen's problem. We can't throw strikes. I won't really want to know how many like the the walk to walk ratio we have. Like how many walks we give up and how many walks we have. Mm-hmm. It's got to be an unbelievable yeah, number. It's, and like and the thing about our bullpen, like it's a bunch of eighty-eight mile an hour right-handers. Yeah. 
It's one thing to have 88 mile an hour right handers. It's one thing to have them when they can't throw strikes. Yeah. And when you're walking people, and then you get behind in counts, and you have to throw them a fastball at 88 over the plate, it's well, going to get hit a lot of the time. And let me, this might be just, what was it called, Monday morning quarterback talk, but I think you've got to bring Raleigh Self in first and then bring in Spencer Price, which we learned today that Spencer Price has a high ankle sprain. Yeah, he's been hurt for yeah. forever. Yeah, and That's that, why I had to pitch him this morning. Yeah. But I think you got to bring because Raleigh Self is more of a strike thrower, and this is watch, watch this take right here. Not as hard of a thrower, but he's like a Jonathan Holder type guy. He's not going to pop a curveball in there for a well, strike every pitch. He's going to get a lot of swing and misses. Here's the thing about Raleigh Self and Spencer Price: they throw one pitch. Yeah, like they can't go through the order multiple times. And like everyone, I had so many people text me, being like, and like saying. Why don't we put self in earlier? Like, why isn't self the first like coming in and, and throwing for us? And it's like, well, we try to save him, both those guys for the last couple innings because they both have no just parted. I, I get, I've y'all probably heard it, but <laughs> we, we try to save those guys for the last two innings because they have one pitch. Self throws a cutter, Spencer Price throws a slider, and if you get through the lineup a time or two. Eventually, you know, they're going to realize, hey, this guy's got one pitch. We've seen it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to let it yeah. hit. I, I agree with that. That was just the eighth inning, and they brought in Spencer Price at first. And he's not going to be a guy that pumps in a fat or a whatever yeah. I mean, for strikes. strikes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a swing and a miss guy. He's not a guy that goes up there, and you're going to be, he's going to be able to throw a strike every pitch. His ball is going to start the strikes on and then go in the dirt, and most of the time you're going to have a guy swinging. But and Florida being experienced hitters. They step. They, Florida yeah. – like crowded the plate, they got up on the plate, and yeah, they made him throw it over the plate, or th- and he kept throwing balls. Yeah. Just gotta throw strikes. I mean, again, me and Houston, we're ready. Play. We're ready. And whenever they want to call, we're ready. Like, but at least make them put the ball on play. So we blow that. End up getting the like, scoreboard does not say how close that game was. It was three nothing going to the eighth inning. Yeah, and we lost twelve to three. That was unbelievable. Yeah, and anyway. the same thing with Arkansas. Billingsley pitched real pitched well. That's what I was going to say. If we can have can three starts like that, we have a chance to get out of the regional. Don't think we will. We'll get to the regional, but we're talking about the Arkansas game. Billingsley pitched great. Hot hot take. I ruined his perfect game one time in high school. <coughs> no big deal. But he if he's been struggling, and it's going to be huge if we can get him. He's another guy that struggles throwing strikes. Mm-hmm. Just throw strikes. Let your defense work. You got the best shortstop in the country, or the in the SEC first team SEC first team One first baseman. Yeah, and Cody Brown's locked down. You're you're. I like Van Salt, by the way. I I love him. He oh, He is he's playing well right now, and I like I like the having him and right. Or him, DHing, and no, him and right, McNamee, and left, Cody Brown at third, and Bragg, DHing. At this point, you can't have Tanner Poole. I don't want to say it, but having Tanner Poole in the batting order is literally. He's an automatic out. He's losing games. If you I can't, can't tell you. Down, he's worthless. <laughs> I, like, can't. I feel sorry. Say, feel bad saying that, but like, at this point. My bad. Like, that was a text message. You've got to. Have somebody in the lineup that's got a chance of getting a hit. 
if I can't count how many times he came up with either runners on second and third or bases loaded with two outs, and literally, no, he not even two outs. He hit into double plays, and it's but he plays good defense. Well, if you go 0 for 5 with the bases loaded every stinking game, I don't care if you're a Willie Mays out there. If you can't score any runs, you're not going to beat anybody. But I bet he's got a sweet, sweet little heart, and he's a super nice guy, but you've got it. Bragg gives you more of a chance, I feel like. I mean, he may strike out, but yeah. Like, Tanner Poole can't hit an off-speed pitch to save his life. We just... I don't know. I I, I agree with you. Van Sauls, at least, he's going to put the ball in play. He's, I mean, he's been hitting the ball well. He's, I don't know what his batting average is. It's about 280. Yeah. Close to 300. I mean, he's... Oh, Vince, he, he pulled his out. He's hitting like 320 right now because, he, I mean, he doesn't have as many at-bats. And yeah. He, he's going... But it's... I, I like McNamee, too. Yeah, I like Matt. I think the Matt ideal... If, run. if just Luke could... Alexander could start hitting the ball. He is a lockdown third baseman. Like yeah. he's very very good, but he's he can't he's hadn't been hitting lately. Yeah, but the does. ideal is, I guess Cody Brown at third, Mac me and Van Saul tonight. Not that's, bad again. That's what I'm thinking. And then Bragg DH and I guess are either. I don't know. Maybe put Luke at third Bragg, and then DH and Mac me DH and something. Yeah. I like having Mac me in the out. I'd rather have Van Saul DH and put Mac me out there. All right. So we lose Arkansas game. Monday morning rolls around, or we find out Friday, which I don't think it was, my, or Sunday is much of a chance, find out we're not hosting. We see all the schools that are hosting, Wake Forest, Clemson, uh, Hattiesburg, Long Beach. There was all these kind of places that State uh, could go to. Then we find out 11 a.m. on Monday that we're going to Hattiesburg with Southern Miss, the Golden Eagles, the one seed, us the two seed. Our freaking new rivals, the South Alabama Jags, the three seed, and then is it Chicago, Chicago Illinois, Illinois. University of Chicago, Illinois, something like that. Never heard of them. But this low-key, this is a term the millennium Jews low-key, is a very, very difficult region. regional. This, the, all of these teams can hit. See, I thought, I thought it could have been a lot worse. No, it I definitely could have been worse, but I'm saying like, if I'm a Virginia Tech fan and I see Mississippi State's in a regional with Southern Mississippi, South Alabama, Chicago, Illinois, I'm automatically assuming Mississippi State's winning that region. That is a super easy regional. But if you look into it, we know South Alabama's good. They beat us once this year. We beat them twice. And Southern Miss beat us in Pearl, which that game was a lot closer than the score predicted also. And don't know anything about Chicago, Illinois. I hope I don't have to know anything about them. Yeah, hopefully not. But see – yeah, I mean, obviously Southern Miss is a good team. They're having one of the greatest seasons they've ever had, yeah. and Southern Miss is very, very a very good baseball history school. Yeah, they were all on the verge of being a national seed, but yeah. at the same time, like I look at it and I see we've played Southern Miss and we played South Alabama three times. Yeah, I think that gives us. No, it's a good. I, I mean, I think it helps everybody involved just being able to see. Well, and I'm Southern comfortable with. Yeah. I feel more comfortable with it than going into yeah. somewhere. I'm glad that we're not in like Oregon State regional. Oh, dude. Or I was really Louisville or anybody else like that. I was hoping to go to Clemson because I was going to try to make the trip. That Clemson, beautiful South Carolina. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean that would be fun. But I'm glad it's in Hattiesburg. They just got their whole ticket situation all jacked up. Yeah, as usual. But. Again, act, you they, they act, act like they've never been there. You can't blame them because that, like, what they're doing is the 
I mean, what host? I mean, that's you play well during the season, so you can become a host and do whatever you want with the tickets. But again, it's ridiculous that some of these fans aren't selling. Or somebody tweeted, uh, you know, like Southern Miss is playing in the first game, but you buy tickets for the whole weekend, right. and they won't sell that second game ticket to any Mississippi State fans for less than $300 because they're just being booty holes. $300 for a baseball ticket. Well, I don't know if it's that. Um, no, StubHub was like 80 90 The cheapest one was General I Mission. I saw where someone was trying to sell them yeah. for $300. That's ridiculous. That's unbelievable to me. That If you buy that, no offense, but you You're don't crazy. need to do that. Now, I saw, like, uh, it was Wes Ray actually who tweeted, and he said, if this was Mississippi State... We'd give you the tickets yeah, that's for free, what I was about to say, yeah. and then we'd feed you, yeah. Like, And that's the truth. Like, We want y- y'all to come and experience our ballpark. You know, it's, it's not something that happens every day. You, you know, get yeah, but you got to take this in mind, too. Pete Taylor Park is head over hills better than Duty Noble. And, and that's the thing. Like, I've seen tweets all year about how Southern Misses and tennis has not been good. Like we got, they got a really good team, and people don't come to their games. Now all of a sudden, they're hosting a regional, and they don't want to sell their tickets. So, like, come on, man! Like, but I, I, just, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess I uh, I understand. Karma, maybe karma will come back to him and we'll beat him. <laughs> Dude, I. Okay, I guess let's. I'm not really do for predictions or whatever, but you think we're gonna make it out? No. I don't. I don't think we have. Dude, to you're really you're mostly the optimistic guy here. I know. I don't think wow. we're gonna. I'm feeling better about it than you do. You think because so? Because I think I think we got pretty good draw. I felt like the committee. I feel like it could have been a lot worse. Like I said, but like I know we're getting from South Alabama. Did we beat them two out of three this year? Yeah. Well, we played like. We played, it wasn't it like wasn't a weekend a series. Yeah. Yeah. We three and yeah. And then obviously we don't know anything about this Chicago team. And like we I wonder if Oprah's on that team or Derrick Rose. Oh, uh, maybe so. Your, Michael Jordan might be on that team. Hmm. Um, Not his dad, he, though. He never, he never did play college baseball. Mm-mm. He could come back. Yeah, he still got some <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then we played Southern Miss, and we played Southern Miss when we were early. early yeah, we had just got beat, swept by Arkansas. That was a very, very low point in my life. We just got swept by Arkansas. I came back from Starkville, two or two-hour drive to Pearl, and just watched us get beat by the Golden Buzzards, and we lost four in a row, and I was just distraught. Yeah. And But anyway, I can't figure it out. I think we're going to do something like create, like maybe lose this first game and then make it to the – and have to beat South Alabama or Southern Miss twice. And I think we'll probably scare them and beat them once. But, I mean, but the only possible way we can win is not to lose the first two games and make the team beat us twice. That's the only possible way. Because we – if we get starts from Cole Gordon tomorrow like he got he did against Florida, that'll be huge. If he can pitch nine innings, huge. If he can pitch five innings. Six, six, yeah. Five, six innings. Yeah. And – it's a matter. I, at this point, I feel okay about our starting pitching. Like it's just a matter of, of if the bullpen can not just fall apart. Yeah. Like I feel like we could very well win the region. I feel like we could. Now, if we go have to play LSU again, I'm not going to feel too good about it. <laughs> that would be fun. 
God. <laughs> and all of I you. I just don't think there's anybody can beat LSU right now. And all these people that are saying, why don't Mississippi State just go ahead and start tearing down Duty Noble right now because there's, I'm like, well, our season's over. Y'all got to remember, this is exactly the situation that happened in 2007. We won our regional, and whoever the one seed in Clemson's regional got beat, and they moved it to Duty Noble. There was like somebody going back and forth with each other on Twitter about how ridiculous it was that we weren't tearing down the field yet. Stuff can happen, yeah. but I don't think LSU's going to get beat. But <laughs> If they could somehow get beat, that would be incredible. That would be the most, me and my dad were talking about last night, that would be the most Mississippi State thing ever. Somehow win, well, no, no, I'm talking about somehow win. win. And then no, the stadium, like people had already like started like tearing it down, yeah. <laughs> and then get beaten. The super regional would be another. Or yeah, or that, or we win the regional. LSU gets beat, and we play whoever yeah. comes out of that regional, and then we lose to them. But that's a long that's way. That's a long way away. We need that one day at a time. But I don't know. I I really want to say that I think we're going to win the regional. I want I just to feel like. I don't know what it is that's telling me like Southern Miss had a great season, but something about it is just like, like I don't know. It's just saying it's it, their luck's about to run out a little bit. Story time: the catcher for Southern Miss, Bryant Bowen from Shreveport, Louisiana. Played baseball with him growing up. I gave him a movie to watch one time, and he never gave it back. So. I guess I could become a Southern Miss fan and say that I was a booster and I gave him something and then shut their whole program down. You think I could do that? Oh, uh, that's very possible. But, all right. Mistakes so, were made. So, we both think we're not going to make out of the regional, but we think we can shock them. While the SEC tournament was going on in Hoover, apparently Humphrey Coliseum and Starkville was just up in flames. That was a, another roller coaster of events. Mario Kegler announces during the is that the Arkansas game that he is not, or he that he is not going to play next year at Mississippi State and that he is going to transfer. So that we won, but our one of our best players from last year decided he's going to transfer. And then the Florida game, when all the the debacle happened, we get another announcement from freaking is that Evan Daniels that released it. Yeah. Freaking Evan Daniels, Eli Wright's requested to transfer. Now, me and Houston talked to you before the show. He may have some information. I don't know if he's going to share it or not. We've uh, got. He's got all a, some, I'm saying is that it's nothing. It's not a. At least with Mario, it's not a done deal yet. We're I not revealing our sources. He's going to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's, there's. I wouldn't like get your, get your hopes up because that'd be like. I mean, it's Mississippi State we're talking about here. Nothing, nothing. We never get that lucky, but uh, it's not a hundred percent official that he's leaving. He's, you know, he doesn't. He's, he's unsure about what he's going to do. But um, oh my God, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I would, I wouldn't just. Oh my God. Who was the girl beside her? The girl beside her was taking some of the. Anyways. Oh, we were having... No, I'm not going to bring that up, though. The, never mind. The yeah, debate we'll we're having. We might get it Yeah, we will. And we'll, well, we'll do Twitter poll. That's what we're going to yeah, do. We'll do that. We'll get to it later. But anyway, <laughs> back to basketball. Uh, yeah, as I was saying, it's not... Nothing's official, Mario. You could 
potentially see him in a Mississippi State uniform again, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't keep. I wouldn't get your hopes up on that because he did, you know, obviously request to leave or yeah. ask for his release or whatever. But so. that is a humongous loss if he that leaves. That is a huge blow. As of, as of right now, I'm assuming they're both leaving. Yeah, let's just talk. Well, if you go back to one of our episodes, you will hear me and Yushin discuss the most likely to transfer. Mine was Eli Wright. Mario Kegler was nowhere near. I think we actually said there's no way Mario Kegler. I mean, I've like he I've had been around to. those guys, and I've never like even got the hint that that that, that was even like a thought. Well, Eli Wright has a va- like a Eli valid Wright reason. I can understand because I thought, even though I thought he was going to get a lot of playing, I thought he was going to be a really good player for us. I thought like Howland talked about how. He was going to make a huge jump this year, and I hate I I really think he he was hashtag Team Free Houston. He was. He was and, a big uh, big campaign guy. Didn't yeah. get in trouble. Lamar got in trouble, but yeah, he he didn't. <laughs> I thought he was going to be a really good player for us this year. So I, I really hate to lose both those guys. Yeah. We really didn't need to lose anybody. No, because we're kind of right back in the same spot. Like we've got some talent. I mean, I still think we'll be improved. At this point, though, I don't think you can. I don't expect to go to the NCAA tournament. Oh, heck no. But pe- the people are saying... Losing Kegler is huge. Yeah, and that, I mean, that became even bigger when Kegler we lost was the most Robert Woodard. Oh, not Robert Woodard. Harrison, Garrison, Garrison Brooks. Losing... It wouldn't have been as big of a deal if we would have kept Garrison Brooks because Mario Kegler is just... He gives depth. That's the biggest thing. And... I mean, he played the four 80% of the time last year as a six, what is he, six, seven? Eight, six, seven, yeah. And I guess that you said, I think that's maybe one of the reasons he was thinking about transferring. But I think it's also, like you said, went home for a few weeks during summer. All those people, family, friends were feeding him that he could go to North Carolina Duke. Hot, hot take right here. If he does transfer, watch for the Hilltoppers of Western North Kentucky, Kentucky to get him. And that I think that's would where he's going to go. He probably he's will. From Kentucky. Yeah, he probably will go to there. But golly, freaking Rick Stansberry. <laughs> well, here's a. I mean, yeah, like we said, losing Mario is huge. Um, sorry, we're watching this hockey game. <laughs> Their slow mo is unbelievable. But what were we saying? Uh, Just the transfers, Western Kentucky. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. That's what. That's another thing. And I've heard that you know Eli Wright's AU coach was one of the guy. Well, he was the guy that released the information to um, Evan Daniels or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming he was probably the guy that was in Eli's ear. Yeah. And it's just like. This this AAU stuff is like taking over yeah. college basketball. College basketball is going downhill. And quick. this is the reason. Like yeah. all the good players like are Stay transferring. Year, and they're having to sit out a year, and then they get the draft too early. Yeah. It's it's there's a problem. Like the the quality of the sport has gone. Down. And also, referees have nothing to do with the quality. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but I don't like, even want to get started on that. The thing me and you may have talked about or somebody. The fact, well, Mario Kegler, is, it stinks if he transfers, but it's the timing that is so terrible yeah, about the situation. But I thought, I expected Howland, once Garrison Brooks left, to go out and try to get a grad transfer. I guess, I mean, I'm assuming he tried, and I, I mean, I don't know. I, it, but 
Would you? Are you still in the following Howl into an Abyss guy? Uh oh. I mean, uh oh. I think he's a good coach. I think he knows the game well. Obviously, he can, he's a good recruiter. But like, part of being a good coach and being a good recruiter, yeah, is adapting. Yeah. Like I think he's he's obviously old school. He's an older guy. Uh, he's been doing this a long time, and I think um, part of part of being successful is being able to whether whether you agree with it or not. In order to be successful in college basketball, this day and age, you have to be able to adapt to the kids, the way that they behave. You have to be able to adapt to the conditions around you with the way that AAU is now. And Howland has seems like he's failed to do that. Like at UCLA, this was a huge problem. He had what do you have? Eight guys transfer when yeah. he was at UCLA. If you have that many guys transferring at UCLA. Like the premier basketball, you're in Los Angeles, California, for crying out loud. If you have that many guys transferring at UCLA, imagine how many you're going to have transferring at in Starkville, Mississippi. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's scary. Um, and so, all I got to say is, Howland, if he wants to keep his job, he's going to have to win games. Like, yeah. Because we're not going to be able to afford like what he's always had. What he had is recruiting. Like he was out recruiting everybody. Well, once these guys, all your recruits start transferring, that's four now. That's Malik, Garrison Brooks, Mario, and Eli. Four in two years. That's not very good. That's the four of your top recruits. All all have transferred. Now Garrison Brooks obviously is a completely different situation. Yeah. But um, and you know and and. My understanding, I, I don't know. This, I mean, from what I understand, is that's been a big part of it. Is is how the way you know, it's just kind of the nature of recruiting is. Um, Tells a bunch of stuff and can't fulfill it. Right. You you get you say what you need to do to get them there. Yeah. And then you know once you get there, obviously you're the coach. You got to be hard on them. And like it's the dang millennium, is what it is. It is, and and then it's. It's frustrating because these are a bunch of college kids. Obviously, Ben Allen has been to three Final Fours, well-respected coach, and knows what the heck he's doing. He and like we rough. said earlier, they don't care. Like, we care, we care so much more than they do. But these players don't <laughs> care. They think they're great. Yeah. They all think they're destined for the NBA. And, you know, you get look at a guy like Allen who's been to three Final Fours, he's been at the top, arguably one of the top programs ever in college basketball. He coached freaking – Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook, like, put so many guys on the Aaron Afala. Countless, <laughs> countless guys. Uh, countless guys in the league. So, he's got the track record. He obviously knows what he's doing, but, you know, these... He's an older, he's maybe an older better than guy. Rick Stansberry. He's, he's an older guy. You know, he's not going to be able to relate to the players that well. Yeah. You know, that it's not like he's going to have a great relationship with them off the court because he just doesn't... You know, he's not a uh, he's not a Jake Cole a, guy. He's not a young. He's black not a guy. He's not a twenty one savage guy. That's just that's <laughs> just the way. It is. He's not a young black guy. He's an older white guy. He's you're just not going to relate to these kids. And we so, don't we don't see color here, but I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I'm just saying, and he's got in order to be successful, he's going to have to adapt. Like he's yeah. going to have to 
that was a big Ed Ogeron problem. Except it wasn't with players. It was wanting to run at, at Ole Miss. That was a huge thing. He wouldn't change his offense. And Les Miles, too. He wouldn't change or he wouldn't. It was just stubborn. that's exa- That's what coaches are. They're stubborn. And in Dan Mullen, even. Low-key. Brandon Holloway up the middle. Because he wanted to prove that it's just – it's a big – college basketball is – And in college basketball, awful. it's not even about X's and O's. It's, yeah. it's all about recruiting. If it's I've heard – 80% about recruiting. Yeah. The stinking motion offense is just letting players move and try to and get shoot. open and, yeah, shoot. It's like, That's, and I've heard. Our offense <laughs> is literally dribble till the shot clock runs down, set a ball screen, and shoot a three. And then go down court and they shoot a three and whatever his name is, what's what's it, Eric Holman tries to block it when the guy shoots a three pointer. Yeah. Like, he had to have the most the, attempted blocks in the, in the NCAA last he, year. He just. Somebody Not going to get it on Eric Coleman train because he, he just like he, crazy. He re- misunderstood the term "block out." He thought when you know when coaches told him, "Hey, Eric, block out," he's like, "Oh, block I'm jump it. up and just block the <laughs> try to block the shot." They'll tell. Oh, not going to get into it. But basketball, I don't know what to expect. We have Q returning, which hopefully he's healthy. Lamar will be healthy. Uh, not Kegler. Maybe somehow There's a lot of fuss. Well, I'm, we're going to get back to this, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of fuss about Lamar. On Twitter, he tweeted out he was not leaving. And apparently, he deleted the tweet. But um, I didn't see that. I don't think that we have anything to worry about with Lamar. I, um, as far as I know, you know, he, everything he, Lamar's returning for his sophomore season, as uh, far as I know. But I don't think the, the deleted tweet meant Ooh. a whole lot. Anyways, like you said, though, looking at what we've got coming back now, because that's all you can do. We can complain and talk about what Howland should do, yeah. but we're not going to be able to change anything. And so, that's that's a, it makes for great radio and podcasting. But when we get on them, or we complain about Mullen's play calling and get complain about Howland and stuff. I mean, these guys are professional. We see the mistakes they make. Yeah, and we yeah, like that drives me. I mean, the. Holloway at the middle was something that just drove me crazy. But he was doing it for some He saw something. I don't know if it was just his stubbornness or he saw something. But it was – that's how all coaches – I mean, they're they're smart. They make millions doing this. And that, that's why we aren't doing it because we're sitting here watching hockey with a dog sleeping under you at 8.58 in the summer and not having chicks over. Yeah. Why aren't there any chicks here? We should have. Chicks dig the long ball and chicks dig the podcasting game. Anyways – um, you've got Q coming back, obviously. Um, you've got Lamar, you've got Nick, you've got Holman and Schneider, you've got Abdu. If Abdul or whatever his name Abdul is, is not, he's got to be good. Like he's got, he doesn't There's, have a yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Like, or we're going to be. Who, I mean, who's our big men? Holman, Schneider, and, and Abdu? That's it? I guess Stapleton can play the four. Somebody, I mean, I group message, I think, I like shout Stapleton out to. Shout out to Crystal Method. We're gonna have to go to Europe and beg some six eight, six nine, six ten white dudes. <laughs> Please. That's I mean there's nothing I'm starting to sweat. Next year's gonna be terrible. Next year's I mean, my last basketball season. We're gonna be improved in the fact that all these fresh freshmen <laughs> well, say that. The three that we have left are gonna be experienced. But like we're not gonna have any depth. No. Like, I'm trying to think we're going to have, 
I'm assuming it's going to be Lamar, Q, Stapleton, Holman, and Adu. And you'll have Schneider. Nick. Nick. Coming off the bench. Who else do we have? Is that it on scholarship? <laughs> um, so, uh, Keyshawn Fazell. Uh, who like who was in the recruiting class? It was oh Keyshawn Fazell, Garrison Brooks. No, I'm talking about Lamar, Eli, Mario, Schneider, mm-hmm. Abdul, and um. I just started thinking about uh, this. I'm oh EJ Datcher. Oh yeah, forgot it. Totally we have four big men, just none of them are any good. Or well, we don't know about Abdul yet. We've heard he's good. We've. I've just like actually I've heard thinking. that he, I, I believe, I've heard that I do is is good. We've also heard that John Reek was going to be the next Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I've heard from like from good, from some reliable sources that he actually is good. Like, Why don't you he, shout your sources out? He plays circles around the four guys that the other three guys that we've got. Dude, I, and I think Schneider is going to end up if he can ever if he can move his feet like they're not like in concrete. He's so big and strong, like. He gotta get a new haircut. Ever figured out he's gonna be trouble. It, in the Texas A and M game, they couldn't do anything with him. Like no. he had, he scored whenever he wanted to. It's just a matter of being able to catch the ball and make a layup. <laughs> like just dunk the ball. You're seven foot things, eleven. Doing those two things, like made all the difference in the world. Catch the ball, make a layup, Schneider. Golly, I just like all I said, I just started thinking about it, and this is sickening. <laughs> Next year, I thought it was gonna be fun. That's but, what I'm saying is, like, Howland has got to win games. Like, he's going to have to figure it out and win games. I if think, you're going to have guys transfer like this, yeah. you better be winning games. Because, like, if you, if you continue to lose, if you continue to not show improvement, and he's you, gonna, and you're having guys transfer. They're not going to pull it after this year. But if he has two he, years, he's done. No, after – he's going to have one more year after this yeah. year. If, he, if we – have another season, or we don't make postseason. He's gonna have one more year, and in this going to be And then we're gonna go from our friends at Pardon My Take, one of their favorite new guests, Tom Green. Tom Green, <laughs> we're gonna go get him. I would take Tom Green in a heartbeat. Ah, uh, dude, he ran Indiana straight to the. Well, he got he, he got, had one. He had a couple of bad seasons. Yeah, he, he had a bad season this year. It's it's hard. It's hard to lose like at Indiana. So I mean, if he came and did what they did at Indiana at Mississippi State, but Tom it's hard Green, to lose. I mean, he, it's hard. He, like he built Marquette to a yeah. national. I'm talking about like it's like at Alabama. You can't like go six and six every year and be happy. That's like Indiana. You can't just be a ten seed in the tournament and be happy. You have to be right. a. You gotta be in the top five, sixteen. We're not gonna get in that because I'm still a follow Howland to the best guy. I still am, and I hope because I really do like him and I love interviewing him. And I love doing the Howland. <laughs> And I hope he figures it out. I do too. I think he's a great coach. I really do. He's obviously a very well-respected coach, but there's a problem here, and it's a, been a trend of his, um, you know, throughout his career. Is he's had a lot of good players to transfer. We've been doing this podcast for 43 minutes, and has yet just been a goal in this hockey game. Yeah, that's just why I don't watch it very often. <laughs> it really is interesting, but anywho. I guess that's really it from like all of our necessary things. But me and Houston and Houston's mother got into this debate. And this is going to come off kind of weird, but me and Houston both like girls and we like girls a lot. I'll just start off with the story that started this. Okay, and I go got ahead. a lot of heat for this. But make sure 
We like girls. Yeah, I'm straight. But there's nothing wrong with the others. I'm straight. Yeah, I don't have a problem with I don't see color, and I don't see sexuality. Yes. But I watched uh, the movie Baywatch. Went to the movie, saw the movie Baywatch. And uh, I said, the first thing I said, I was like, you know, I watched it, and I was like just in awe the whole time. Because it was like the most attractive <laughs> cast I've ever I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm literally, not, except for one guy, like the token ugly guy who's supposed to be ugly. See, I'm not the I'm like not a rock funny. guy either. We'll get into that later. He's just he's too big. Okay, but yeah. Anyway, he's the, the sexiest man alive. <laughs> like he got. I'm not saying that. Like he got voted. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, Rock's a good looking guy, but. Anyways, it was the most attractive group of people like mm-hmm. I had ever seen in the movie. It was overwhelming. Who were the girls? Who were the? I main, don't know what their know, names. But they were good looking. They were the okay. two of the hottest girls I've okay. ever seen. All right, we'll look. I'll look it so up. So the cat. Look up their names. It was the Rock, Zac Efron, these two absolute babes. This villain, the the villain, like the bad guy in the movie, was this this like Indian woman. I don't know, but she was like beautiful too. It was just like everyone in the movie was so attractive. And I walked out of the movie and like there was, you know, Zach Efron was in the movie running around with his shirt off for, you know, half the time. And there was like one scene where he was like working out. And I just like said to, you know, I was like, it was, I was so overwhelmed. And I like walked out of the movie there and I looked at all, all my friends and I was like, Zach Efron's the hottest guy I've ever seen in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't mean that in a uh-huh. weird way. Like, you, you, weird. you didn't want to go and, like, kiss him on no, the cheek. No, I'm not going to lie. No, I'm not going to yeah. do that. But like, you, you just respect him. He is a good-looking yeah. guy. you got to like, respect He's, it. like, so good-looking. It's like, it's <laughs> like he was it's not even real. It's just, like, amazing. I'm like... All right, you're taking a little too far. <laughs> but, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some no, people you, you look at and you're like... Especially, like, guys who have, like, the hair's perfect, and you're like, like, Shane Power, remember how perfect oh, yeah. his hair was? Shane Power, like, Efron, same my, level. My mom always, like, said, used to say about him, like, he's, like, too pretty. Like, he's, like, so pretty, it's like he's not <laughs> He was, like, a Ken doll. Yeah, he's, like, she's, like, I'm afraid, like, if I were to, like, poke him, like, it would, like, mess him up. Like, he would, like, disintegrate or something. That's, like, Zach Efron. Like, he's just unbelievably, like, good. Okay, so the cast... Zach Efron, he is at, he plays Matt Brody, yeah, and then Parinka Chopra played Victoria Leeds. She was the bad guy. Okay. Look how pretty she is. She is pretty. She's gorgeous. And then Dwayne the Rock Johnson Obviously was Mitch Buchanan. Obviously, everyone knows who the Rock is. And then Alexandra Daddario was Summer Quinn. Yeah, she's a brown head. I'll finish. Hadira was Stephanie Holden. She was a mixed girl. She was good looking. Like very good. Looking. David she was Hasselhoff, the least attractive girl on the show. And then Charlotte McKinney, Pamela Anderson, and then that Pamela ugly. Pamela Anderson. She was, <laughs> yeah, she was the original like, Baywatch. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. How good looking. These John people. Bass David was Ronnie, the guy that was the token ugly guy. I'm assuming. Right. Because who, who was the blonde headed girl? Charlotte McKinney. On smoke show. Ten out of ten. Oh, jeez. <laughs> look up. Look at that summer queen girl. She. The brown-headed one was even hotter than This her. is a terrible radio segment, but... I know, she, like... 
Unbelievable. Go look up Charlotte McKinney in the first picture. Unbelievably hot. Jeez, Louise Pollerina. Look up the brown-headed girl now, Summer. She was the one. Okay, well, anyway, this whole debate, we'll look up this girl. This whole debate, or him, he's saying that, me hearing the story from Anyways, John, the famous John Henry. I, basically, what I was saying is Zac yeah. Efron. I wish Paula Patton would have been it. Been yeah, that. big Paula Patton guy. <laughs> but uh, basically, what I was getting down to was Zac Efron. Yeah. She's pretty. No, that's, the, uh, that's Stephanie. I'm talking about uh, the summer girl. But basically, what I was getting down to was, and I said this to my brother, because my brother told my mom about it, and they were making fun of me. But I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm so comfortable in my sexuality that I can just say, I'll be like, you I can acknowledge. The I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I see Zac Efron, I'm like, that is a, that, that's a hot, that guy's hot. I'm like, that is a good looking guy right there. And obviously, when you're watching Zac Efron, you see Zac Efron, you can't help but be like, you know, even if you're so insecure that you can't admit it, you know in the back of your mind, golly, that guy's good looking. And like, that's how I was. And I just was like, that guy has got to be the the most attractive guy on planet Earth. Okay, and that statement right there sparked a debate. And that sparked a, and that's what sparked the debate. And me and Houston and his mom started talking. His mom had some weird she takes some in there. Weird takes. She's not the best. <laughs> Owen Wilson, She's I think, was thrown around. She said, "Oh, she has like had a thing for Owen Wilson." <laughs> Kevin Costner was the first one she said. If you Phil build it, Drew. they'll come. <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding?" Me? So I started like giving her suggestions of like guys, mm-hmm. like she Justin Bieber did not do it for her. <laughs> not a Bieber fan. So I, I like Bieber. Not that I think he's good looking. Mm-hmm. I just think he's cool. Cool guy to hang out with. But I, we said Channing Tatum. She really liked him. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. No, don't say my guy. That's that's where I come in. Okay. Matthew McConaughey to me is that guy. It's some comedian that he quotes and is like. I know I don't like dudes, but holy crap, that dude's hot. That's what I think when I see Matthew McConaughey. That's like same thing with Houston and Zac Efron. We're going to put this on Twitter, and we're going to do a debate. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey's up there. Channing Tatum, to me... It's the it's the the characters that Matthew McConaughey plays, too. He plays that little southern like charm, his yeah. voice. He's real smooth. Yeah, and it's the How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is when I, it like clicked. And then he was great, and we are Marshall, but that's not showing his... Right. But the... Uh, dude, what else is it? Magic Mike. I've never seen I've that. I've never seen that. But, but apparently, like, he's real, like... What is the... Have, he's real Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, given the pregame Texas speech. Have you heard that? Incredible. Yeah. Y'all need to go look that up. But... Matthew McConaughey and uh, gosh darn it! Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a Matthew McConaughey guy. I think he's a good looking dude. I think he's cool. But like, as far as looks, like I don't think he's on Zac Efron's level. Like I think Zac Efron's even better looking than Matthew McConaughey is. And I think Channing Tatum, like Zac Matthew McConaughey, might be Jordan, <laughs> and Zac Efron's LeBron, and, and Channing Tatum's like Kobe. Like, I think he's slightly overrated. Shane Tatum may be a Tracy McGrady. Or Shane Alan Tatum, Iverson. like, people, girls, like, go crazy over him, but, like... See, you said it was his face that girls like. I think it's the 
the body, and you said he didn't have that nice. I don't know. I really, I, Magic Mike is what the only time I. That's the first time I've heard of. Like I've seen him, obviously. Like he's on TV all the time. Like I've seen him without a shirt. On. Like he's a good looking dude. Don't this is so just strange. Like, I know. <laughs> just like just like Kobe. Like Kobe's a great basketball player. Jaden Tatum's a great looking guy. But like, I just I think there's better looking dudes than him out there. And that like, was I a think new... there's better basketball players than Kobe out there. But. We're going. Let's go through our top five here. I'm gonna give my top five. Can can we do a girl after this? So we'll people... do a girl one. I was about to say we'll do a girl. One. <laughs> All right, but that was a new segment we like to call "Are We Gay?" Question mark. The answer is no. Yeah. The answer is no. So girls, All right. hit us. So here's my top five. Which I I know Zach Efron's cousins by the way. They're from Mississippi, like his first cousin. Sick brag, bro. I'm just saying, like people don't realize that, but like they they go to Mississippi State. Yeah. What would you like to give their names or no, she, privacy? For okay. Privacy. But uh, Zach Efron number one for me. I'm put McConaughey too. I don't know if I can do this. I don't like Matthew McConaughey's the only guy that I've ever been like, holy crap! That you, when you see Zach Efron, you're not like, no, that I that's good looking. I, I do, but he doesn't just like he he doesn't get me going. Well, <laughs> see, like now I think I don't like look at guys and I'm like. Blown away, dying. But like, I saw Zach Efron, and I'm like, that's the best looking guy on earth. Like, I'm so I'm gonna say McConaughey or Efron McConaughey. Um, I'm put Channing Tatum. Let's just do three. Just do three. I'm gonna put Channing Tatum four, and I'm gonna do. Let's see. I'm trying to think of like an athlete, like uh, Chris Bryant's good looking dude. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna do me three. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm probably the third best looking person on that. Number one, Matthew McConaughey. I'll do Zach Ron second, just for you. Third, Patrick Dempsey. I think that's his name from Grey's Anatomy. Good looking dude. I'm okay. only gonna do three. Let's do a girl one now. Like no, those two girls <laughs> from that movie are in it. Like those were the two of the hottest chicks I've ever seen. Okay, let's uh, Margot Robbie. Okay. Also, time out. Let's do top five, but let's do not necessarily hottest, just but the ones, ones we'd like to date. Yeah, the ones that we'd like to date. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So not the hottest, but ones not the like hottest. No. All right. So you don't have to really do an order. Just name five. That's right, what I'm going to do. Five. All right. Um. Let's see. Margot Robbie. I've, I've, I've had a thing for her for a while. Even Maybe though I saw her. Like in Wolf of Wall Street, she's oh, that's who that is. I know who that is. Smoking hot. Yeah. She's in Suicide Squad. She's hot in that. Like I saw her on Real Life. Like, and she didn't look the same. Like she wasn't as good looking in person. She's still really attractive though. Um, Jennifer Lopez, I think she's unbelievable. Yeah. So she was in a movie with Matthew McConaughey. That was a good movie. That he looked. I mean, she looked. <laughs> she looked really good in. What's that? Wedding Planner. That's a good yeah. movie. She looks really good in that. Um. I'm gonna go with um. Who was I gonna say? Oh, Paul Patton. I don't. So you have a lot of diversity in this, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a white, a Latina, and a mixed girl. Mm-hmm. I don't discriminate. Paula Patton to me is so yeah, she gorgeous. is gorgeous. Yes, I agree. Um, you, I, I know you're gonna put Jennifer Aniston in, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna mention her. I'm trying to think of someone that just that blows me away. Um. 
It's tough. Carrie Underwood is really, oh, yeah. really good looking. For some reason, I used to think Miranda Lambert was better looking than Carrie Underwood. And, and that was dumb. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. And there's so many good looking girls. All right, there's way easy. more good looking girls than good looking guys. <laughs> I'm just going to start popping out names here. Those two girls, and I'm going to put the, especially the brown headed girl. Can you look up her name real quick again for just for me? I don't know. And uh, look at Baywatch them. was probably the most attractive girl I've ever seen. And like, and I looked at her and I was like, I want to date her. What was her name in the movie? Summer. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, unbelievable. Like, honestly, if I could marry her today without ever saying a word to her, I think I would. Like, if I could propose to her right now and, knew, and I know she said yes, like, I would do it, I think. All right. The, not the bad girl. No. Okay. Let me see it. Oh, it's not loading right now. She looks like the most, like, just in these headshots, looks like the most unattractive one. Let me see. Is there her... It's not Alexander Derio is her name. Stars of Summer. Let me see. I'm trying to. There's no like pictures of it. They're just saying that she risks maldrobe malfunction. Where is it? Oh, there she is. Okay. Really, dude? Seriously? Okay, her smile on this is like. That's iffy, bro. This is this terrible like, radio. Yeah. She, like, she, some girls don't look as good in pictures, but this girl, for me, like... Okay, I'm about to spit out my top five, yeah. and you agree or disagree. All right. Jennifer Aniston, just because she's been, like, my crush since, like, fifth grade when I became really involved in Friends, just, do you agree with that? Can she be in there? Yeah, I okay. definitely agree with that. Okay. She, Brooklyn Decker. Looks- Brooklyn Decker. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, looks great, and just go with it with Jennifer Aniston. Two two girls in one movie. That's yeah, movie some. <laughs> two girls in one movie. Two girls, one movie. Two girls, one movie. <laughs> All right, so Jennifer Aniston, Brooklyn Decker. I'm trying to go with people that you didn't name. I'm a big Hayden Panettiere guy too. Also, I'm big Hayden Panettiere guy. I like Selena Gomez. What was that other girl? I always forget her name. She was in that shark movie. She Blake Lively. Blake Lively. She's also there. And my last one. All these girls are blonde. I know. That's iffy. And, oh, yeah, this is hard. Golly, that girl in um, Modern Family. So Sophia Vergara. Yeah, Sophia Vergara. <laughs> that's it. She's good looking. That's my top five. They're. I don't know if that's actually my top. I'll probably think of something in 20 minutes. Girls though. with accents. Heck yeah, dude. That girl that was just on that show we were watching. I don't know. She was like, she looked decent, but then she started speaking with that little accent, and I fell in love. Yeah. I fell off the couch. Uh, Australian girl. I'm more of a British guy. Now, I said British would get on my nerves. No. Australian is like, oh my goodness. What about like Zimbabwe, Zimbabwean? Mm, that doesn't quite do it for me. I couldn't have them clicking at it. <laughs> well, that was a great debate. I could, we could do a, show, a podcast yeah. about this long. When, yeah. when sports are over with, I think we should do this. <laughs> we should come up with like our top 50 best-looking people on earth. This is a great idea. We need to just not let people listen to this last 10 minutes, and this be a segment where we stop it. Start it like the NFL Top 100 players. We don't look at each other's thing. We go top 50 most beautiful women, and we go down. Uh, beautiful ones or just beautiful people? Like top. See, I'm, I'm really like I'm not trying to be like that guy that's like, oh, I'm, I don't like dudes. 
I really don't see anybody besides Matthew. Like, I don't. You I mean, can't I see just guys, look at a guy and be like, put be like that guy's good looking. I'm like more of a top fifty. No, no, no. Let me tell you my thought. I'm like, I wish I looked like that guy. My first thought isn't like that dude's a handsome. That's not. I don't know why, but I'm being dead serious right now. Because you know, I'm I'm being honest. Matthew McConaughey is a nice looking guy, but I'm like, I would say like. I'd, I'd like to have that guy's beard, or I'd like to have that guy's hair. I'm not like, holy crap, that dude is so handsome. Okay, so let's just do top people. fifty girls. I, okay, I, I mean, my top five is going to be changed because that that was just top of my head. When I do some research, we'll do, we'll try to record once a week. That's tough with both of our jobs, and next make it show. All, okay, next show we'll do top fifty most beautiful people on earth. You can do all girls if you want, but like. That's not fun. I'm just going to have That's all sexist. girls That's and then Matthew McConaughey is <laughs> number one. But we'll do that. And then me and Houston, we'll like start because once baseball season in, there is a big gap. And I still want to do this because me and Houston have fun. doing. I feel like I don't know if he does. It's not something that we'll do probably every week when baseball season ends, but we'll try whenever we've got nothing to do to do it. But we'll start doing like top five restaurants in Starkville, all that kind of stuff, like what we think. And just start in Yalkin, which – None of y'all are probably listening to this still, but if y'all got any ideas of what to do, let us know. We'll do more questions and stuff. Yeah, but we'll be around. I'm we excited won't. for this. Though. No, I got You got to remember or remind me. Next, Houston's birthday's coming up. Everybody remember to wish Houston a happy birthday. He turns the big 21 June 13th. So everybody remember to give him a shout out. I'm probably gonna post a picture on Instagram of me and him, but he refuses to ever post a picture of me. On Instagram because he's he's embarrassed to call me a friend. That's not true. All right, so we'll have that. That's what we're gonna do next show. Top fifty beautiful. I'll probably do mostly women. I'll probably scatter. I think that's unfair. That's just hard, dude. I don't know. Like it's not. It's really not. Like you can Google like top fifty most beautiful people, and like you can look through, and there's gonna be some dudes on. No, I I fully agree with that. I just it's hard for me, and I'm not meaning that. Like I'm being dead serious. I'm not meaning that as in a I can't recognize a dude being handsome. But I just feel like your list is going to be biased. It's going to be mostly girls, yes, because that's what that's what I, I mean. That's what I, mine will be mostly girls. Like I'll probably have five or six dudes. No, I, I mean not not um, that's realistic for me. I'll have two or three, maybe yeah. four. My well, computer can, just went out. It okay. just can't be like. I feel like it can't be just girls. Like, no, Matthew McConaughey will for sure be in there. I gotta look. If Zac Efron's not in there, crazy. No, he'll he'll be in there, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's what we'll do next show. We'll probably talk by that time. State will either be head to a super regional or they'll be done. They'll be done. People heading to the Cape Cod, all of that. But you can sign us out. Remember. Brought to you by For Whom the Cowboy Tolls yes. over the new leadership of Justin Strawn. Yeah, shout Congrats, out. Justin Strawn. A lot of people don't like you on Twitter, I can tell, Justin, but that's okay because we do. We love you. So, go Thanks. ahead. Close that, it out. All right. So.